HR Party of One is brought to you by Birdie Portal. So Janet and Drew started dating recently, and Janet reports to Drew. Let's see how this relationship is affecting the workplace. Where are they? We have to see like every week. Did she change time. the time or the room or anything? Uh, cool. So I think now it's once here we're able to start. So fourth quarter is difficult. Uh, morale is at an all-time low. We need to find a way to make that better. Maybe something that would help is by ensuring managers are talking to their direct reports and having conversations that talk about developing their skill sets and thinking about growth as a holistic like year-long journey. Or we can do like a company-wide trip. Like, I don't know, maybe like Mayor June. Is that enough time to like plan it? Like a company sponsor trip? Yeah, totally. So we could like open finance, talk about like um flights and budgets. Uh, well we could just make ask them to looking for themselves. I don't know. Oh, okay. Budget conscious. Yeah. It communicates to people that we care about them and up to we're a family. But right? we're fun. But also we're fun. Yeah. No, I love it. It's, it's a raise kind of idea. So more of them, first love it. Now let's take a look at Dana and Sharon. Dana works as a project manager and Sharon is the head of sales. After about a year of dating, the two had what seems to be a rough breakup. Here's how it's panning out in the office. Here's your stuff, I hope you're happy. Hi Elizabeth. Oh hey Dana, how are you? Um, I called to share with you that I'm putting in my two weeks. I really have enjoyed my time working for this company, but it's not a healthy environment for me here anymore, ever since Sharon and I broke up. Sorry. In this episode, we'll go over the following concerns. Should you have a relationship policy in your workplace? If you do, what should it say? And how should you create a workplace relationship policy? Let's get started. So as you can see, relationships at the office can certainly have consequences. However, does that mean that they shouldn't exist? Should you have a policy that forbids employees from dating? While there very well may be consequences if employees start to date, there can also be consequences if employees are forbidden from dating. For instance, if two people feel strongly about each other and want to pursue a relationship, they will most likely do so, but will merely keep it a secret from their coworkers. In fact, according to Sherm president and CEO, Johnny C. Taylor, about 77% of US workers who have been involved in an office romance have not disclosed their relationship to colleagues. A secret relationship definitely isn't healthy, nor will it necessarily prevent any of the scenarios you saw at the beginning. Another instance, let's say you have two employees who would be perfect for each other. There is clearly mutual interest and compatibility, but they're rule followers. So they continue going into work, doing their jobs and ignoring what could be the destined love of their life. How tragic, right? You never want a work policy to be the reason employees are hiding a relationship or ignoring those butterflies in their stomach. That all said, it doesn't mean you should completely neglect a policy altogether. A culture guide or employee handbook should include information regarding relationships so that employees are aware of what to do if they are romantically interested in a coworker. 
Ultimately, the purpose of a relationship policy is to maintain a positive workplace culture and avoid conflicts of interest. So let's get into that a little further. What should a relationship policy include? First, let's define a workplace relationship, the romantic involvement between two colleagues. Let's reflect back on the scenario involving Janet and Drew. Romantic relationships between a supervisor and their direct report can lead to unintentional favoritism or the perception of favoritism. At Bernie Portal, our policy does not prohibit romantic or sexual relationships. However, it does include the following warning regarding a supervisor and a direct or indirect report entering into a consensual relationship of any kind. Such a relationship may give rise to the perception by others that there is favoritism or bias in employment decisions. Moreover, given the uneven balance of power within such relationships, consent by the employee is suspect and may be viewed by others or, at a later date, by the employee him slash herself as having been given the result of coercion or intimidation. The atmosphere created by such appearances of bias, favoritism, intimidation, coercion, or exploitation undermines the spirit of trust and mutual respect that is essential in a healthy work environment. If there is such a relationship, the parties need to be aware that one or both may be moved to a different department or other actions may be taken. As you can see, there's no hard and fast rule that two people at different levels of the organization cannot date. The potential consequences stemming from a relationship between a supervisor and a direct report can be detrimental to both the individuals involved as well as the organization as a whole. Therefore, placing the two team members on different teams is a great solution. We also require that these employees notify management about this relationship. So that's one scenario, but you may be wondering about relationship policies for everyone else at the company. Here at Bernie Portal, we do not have a dating policy around employees who are not within a direct chain of command. We feel strongly that if two people are meant to be together, why would we interfere or even want to? Your mind may immediately go to the scene earlier with Dana and Sharon. Yes, breakups can certainly have consequences. While coworkers should be aware of this uncomfortable truth, a policy does not necessarily need to forbid employees from dating. Because let's be frank here, you can't deny a draw to someone when it's there. If two individuals have romantic interests in each other and a work policy forbids them from dating, one of two things is going to happen, as I mentioned earlier. Number one, they're going to date anyway and keep it a secret from the company. Or number two, your policy might successfully prevent two people who feel strongly for each other from finding their soulmate. There is even a third scenario that may arise. Perhaps one of the employees will seek out other employment in order to pursue the relationship. None of those scenarios are good. That said, you can add stipulations within the org's relationship policy if a breakup were to occur. While we do not recommend banning employees from dating, you might include unacceptable workplace behaviors in the policy to help eliminate issues from occurring. These behaviors can include arguing in the workplace, kissing or touching inappropriately in the workplace, or behaviors that distract colleagues from their duties or hinders operations. All of these things can be included in a relationship policy. Keep in mind that if you do choose to have one, your policy should be short and to the point. So let's get to how to actually put a policy together or how to update one. How to create a workplace relationship policy. 
While I just went over some ground rules to establish in your workplace policy, every organization is going to differ. Here are some steps to take in order to implement or change your organization's relationship policy. Research your industry standards. Some industries may have a very good reason for having strict policies, such as the armed forces. Other industries may be fully remote, where a lax policy is sufficient. Talk with the CEO. Ultimately, his stance on relationships is going to set the structure of the policy. However, make sure to have a conversation and express concerns about restrictions. Come to an agreement that makes sense for your workplace. Consult with a legal expert. Relationships within the workplace can become complicated and potentially harmful to the org. Consulting an expert can ensure that all necessary legal components of a policy are in place to protect your company from legal action. Compose a draft of the policy. This can include the purpose of the policy, its scope, the policy details, and disciplinary actions. Consider a relationship contract. These contracts are designed to ensure that both parties entering into a relationship at the workplace understand the company's expectations. Contracts can state that the relationship is consensual and include certain expectations around behavior both during the relationship and if it were to end. As I referenced earlier, this is where you can ensure there are notions in place if a breakup occurs, such as keeping arguments out of the workplace. Get feedback. Once the policy is written, include leadership and get feedback. Everyone should be aligned on the policy and have a clear understanding of why certain boundaries are or are not in place. Send out the policy. Add the relationship policy to your employee handbook or culture guide. At Bernie Portal, we include our relationship policy within the compliance feature of our all-in-one HRIS. Whenever a company policy or anything else within the culture guide is updated, employees will be notified through their portal that they need to sign off on these updates. Having this policy stored in the compliance feature makes it simple to distribute, gets quick employee sign off, and ensures everyone has access to review it at any time. Relationship policies will differ from organization to organization, but in this episode, we discussed whether you should have a relationship policy for your workplace, what one should include, and how to go about creating one. Keep in mind, the purpose is to maintain a positive workplace culture and ensure all employees are comfortable and feel that they're being treated fairly. And now let's not forget about avoiding potential lawsuits. Create a policy that works for your org and your people. And remember, your role is as strategic as you make it.